text of emphasis this morning is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 58. Shout it aloud, do not hold back, raise your voice like a trumpet. Declare to my people their rebellion, and to the house of Jacob their sins. For day after day they seek me out, they seem eager to know my ways, as if they were a nation who does what is right and does not forsake the commands of God. They ask me for just decisions and seem eager for God to come near to them. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not seen it? Why have we humbled ourselves and you have not noticed? Yet on the day of fasting you do as you please and exploit all your workers. Your fasting ends in quarreling and strife, in striking each other with wicked fists. You cannot fast as you do today and expect your voice to be heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I have chosen? Only a day for a man to humble himself? Is it only for bowing one's head like a reed and for lying on sackcloth and ashes? Is that what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Is not this kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked, to clothe him and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will appear quickly. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and I will answer. You will cry for help, and I will say, here I am. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never cease. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will rise up the old age foundations. You will be called repairer of the broken walls, restorer of the streets with dwelling. If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath, and from doing as you please on my holy day. If you call the Sabbath a delight, and the Lord's holy day honorable, and if you honor it by not going your own way and not doing as you please or speaking idle words, then you will find your joy in the Lord. And I will cause you to ride on the heights of the land and to feast in the inheritance of your father Jacob. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. Holy Father, good and near Emmanuel, we commit to you our hearts, our thoughts, our understanding of your word, and we ask that you would convict us, comfort us, and change us, that your Holy Spirit would guide. Thank you for being God of love and God of light. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, True confessions, because when you come home and you're with family, you talk, right? So um, first, I just want to tell you, if I were sitting 
where you are today on a day like this, I would be inwardly praying, help this be short, please. I need the sunshine. And I understand with the rain you've been having, you all need the sunshine. So I'm inwardly praying for clarity, to be concise, to communicate clearly, but also to help facilitate you all getting outside for Sabbath. It's just a beautiful place to be. I was outside in between services, and it was really hard to actually come back indoors. Um, so I'm on your side with that. I also want to, ahead of time, give you three points. When I'm excited about something, actually this happens even when I'm not excited about something, but much more so if I am excited about learning something new, I tend to meander and too many thoughts come at once. So in first service, I got through one of the three points. Um, so today, I want to give you my three points in advance so that I cover them and then get to share some and fill in in between. I want to share just a personal story about my own relationship and coming to understand this incredible gift of the Sabbath that God has given us. So the points, if you're note takers, you could do that. If you use the notes in your phone, you could do that too. Uh, but Sabbath is certainly a time for just reflecting and meditation. So you could also just let these points kind of settle on you and you can see um, how they strike your heart. Um, the goal and the aim of today is to consider Sabbath in the light of being good news. I was grateful to be asked to be part of a series. I, um, I've been listening online as well, and I think it's so important as a church body um, that we do meditate and consider if the things that we are applying to our life and communicating to a world that is still on their own spiritual quests or in the dark of that, are we able to communicate what we believe, whether it be church foundations or Adventist tradition, in the context of it being good news? Um, none of us enjoys being around that person who always seems to have bad news. I came home, had been visiting some very close friends in Connecticut, and just some things that have happened in Australia recently, actually since we've landed, we've had just some, some bad news here and there. So I, I had to be careful and not be like the Debbie Downer, that just reporting bad news and also to bring the good news. Our church body, our church calling as brothers and sisters, of course, is that we desire to be people who have really good news all the time to share. And Sabbath, I believe, is a gift from God for us to be able to get recharged in that space, reflect, remember, and rest enough so that we can continue to proclaim the good news of Christ. So here are my three points so that I don't forget and leave any out. Uh, they come in three R's. These you could probably remember even as you head to the park or what you're doing next. One is that the Sabbath command, and as soon as we say that word, there's a whole bunch of talk we could do about our commands, good news, and how they make us feel. But first, just the point of the gift of the Sabbath command is for remembering. That's the first R that I have for you this morning. It's for remembering. And I think we'll see together that remembering and time for remembering and reflection is something that we actually do really crave. It's good news to be given and gifted an opportunity to just take a pause and remember. And we'll talk about some identity together. The second point is rest, that God's Sabbath gift is an invitation for all types of rest on all different levels. This would be rest of body, absolutely. Uh, many of us are just craving rest of mind, right? Like you've got so much going on and always at you. We're in an age and stage of 
access to information even that we don't want always coming in. So the Sabbath is rest from, um, invitation, uh, from information overload as well. Physical, spiritual, relational rest. And the third R, this gift of the Sabbath, that is indeed very good news, gives us opportunity to remember to rest and to be in relationship and to intentionally be in relationship with our God and with others. That's the direction we're going. I want to share a story because it tends to be that people remember stories more than they remember even texts or um, facts or uh, applications. We remember stories, and this just kind of lets you in into my own journey with Sabbath. I've shared with Pastor Todd um, that I'm so grateful to have been asked to teach on this one. I was definitely not ready for 17 hours of the sanctuary, right? Um, so I, I would have had to say, I'm not sure I can fit that one in. That's a, a little bit above my volunteer pay grade. But the Sabbath, um, the Sabbath message, I was excited to be asked. And I think now, after studying the last few weeks to a month on the topic, I realized that this is what I needed so desperately. It's just a reminder. And so with it, I took the gift of uh, the opportunity to, to rest and to reflect and to remember. And so one of the key moments for me in understanding Sabbath happened about 12 years ago, almost 13 years now. I had made the decision um, in my walk to be rebaptized. My uh, first baptism happened to be into the Advent movement. I was 13 years old. I was baptized on my birthday. I was baptized studying with other people about my, at my school. Um, it was heartfelt. I loved Jesus and his word. Um, but I needed, not that everyone does, and I know that it stood, but there was a, um, a heart pull for me to be rebaptized when I was um, just in... Um, well, let's see, early, mid-30s. And some of that was just... Um, a deeper uh, step into my commitment and conviction with Jesus and, uh, and I'm wanting to just renew and cleanse some of um, the directions that my, my life had gone. Anyway, so I was preparing for baptism and I had two little ones, a uh, almost three-year-old and a nine or ten-month-old, Samuel and Daniel. And I was really needing some rest as a new mom. Uh, those ages were, were challenging for me. And I had two pastors who came to my home, uh, one from our local church and one who was an evangelist who was coming through in North Stanford. And uh, I shared with them, because they were going through just the foundations of some baptismal studies, and we came to the topic of Sabbath. And here I was committing to just wanting to more fully live in the light of the gospel and um, to walk in Christian faith. So one of those, one of the most foundational things I know within our faith is let's be truth tellers, right? Um, one of the points that, that Todd has made in this um, sermon series is that isn't it great that we can come to a place um, and gather weekly and be in a place where we can say, hey, I don't have my act together. I'm still wanting that, but the truth is I need some help, and I, and, and I don't want to feel alone in my, my quest. So this was the same, the spirit that I had, kind of the heart frame of mind when I was studying to be rebaptized. And so this topic of the Sabbath came up. And I know that they were just being sure that I understood and the practice of. And there I was, young mom, I just felt like I needed to tell the truth. And here, here's how it went. Okay, but the thing is, on Sabbath, I still have to do all my work. I feed the kids, I change the diapers, 
I make sure the nap's on schedule. I'm working. And the response of those two pastors, and let me tell you, I understand both of their responses, but it, it gave me the opportunity to think about Sabbath even now today. One pastor's eyebrows went up, as in, you're still working on Sabbath? And then he said, well, my wife prepares ahead of time and has a very nice meal ready on Friday night. Now, if anyone's wondering, particularly the moms, I know they know this already, but that wasn't good news for me, <laughs> so you know. I was already feeling a little bit down about it. But the other pastor, honestly, with compassion and even some tears, said to me, Sarah, here's the thing. You go to church, and I travel around going to church with many people who have never once experienced Sabbath as it's meant to be. That was interesting to very good news. That perked in me a desire. What is this gift? We turn together, please, to Genesis 2. When we look at when Sabbath was created, so often as a church um, group, we present the gift of Sabbath in the context of a commandment, and God's commandments are love, and they are very, very good news. But even before was the gift of the Sabbath, and it reads like this in Genesis 2, 2 and 3. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. We are image bearers. We learned about that in this series. It's good news. Jeremiah had told us it's good, good news that we are created in God's image. It's challenging news that we are so flawed and need that day of atonement that we um, talked about in the sanctuary part. It's beautiful news to me that our God is an amazing creator and that he's marked out a time for me to remember. So the first going through these uh, three points. The Sabbath is, is a gift for you and for I to pause and to remember. These are questions that we can ask ourselves in this context of remembering. What is my relationship with time? Do I feel that time is sort of out of control, that I'm losing time all the time, that if I don't make the waste, most of my time or waste my time, that that feels like I'm doing something wrong? Do I wish I had better time management? Do I feel like there's no time to do the things that really matter? Part of that frame of thinking and being is just a product of being alive certainly in the United States in 2019, we are addicted to productivity, to efficiency, to convenience, to connecting to everyone else on the globe. And so a lot of our time is taken up with that type of doing and activity. But there's something different that can also be at work, and that's this gift and invitation in the Sabbath that we can just take time to remember. And this is a few things that I would suggest to you as you consider and go on your quest. What does Sabbath mean to me? Is it good news? Can I share the message of Sabbath with others and say it is my delight? Is it just a break from work? 
or is it more? It can be time to remember that God is my creator and I am the created. And with that, I can surrender some of my striving. It's a time to remember, and I'm going to turn to Exodus 20. Actually, let's go to Deuteronomy 5. We've spent some time as a church in Exodus 20, and I love the telling of the commandments in Deuteronomy 5. I am watching my time. I'm thinking about Central Park. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 5. Here's the remembering that I just want to highlight for you. Uh, Deuteronomy 5.12, observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, set apart, sanctified, different than the rest of the week. All of these would be holy. As the Lord your God has commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work. So we are made to work and produce and be efficient and have impact. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any other of the animals, nor the alien within your gates, so that your manservant and maidservant may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day. We've talked about, um, before you may have heard it in presentations on the Sabbath, that this particular commandment bridges the first three that are very much about our relationship with God and loving God and um, the rest that are in relation to how we relate to one another as human beings. And then you've got this bridge of the Sabbath, this call to holiness and to remembering. And in addition to remembering God as creator and letting that bring down our anxiety because he's the giver of time and life, and we are made in that image of creativity and, and, and that need to rest from creative work, there is also this call to remember that you and I were once slaves. And this comes to the very good news center of our Christian faith. The good, good news is we have been set free. Set free from our slavery to sin, to darkness, to shame, to broken relationships. So the Sabbath becomes an opportunity to remember that you and I are free. And that is good, good news. The Sabbath is a call to rest. Um, for many years, and this is still close to my heart, but things change. You go through different seasons. But all I wanted more than anything on a Sabbath was a nap. That's it. Um, and, and, and it was needed, let me tell you. I'm a believer of naps, but there's certain stages in mothering and marriage and life where that's like a rare thing, like a once-a-month thing. Um, so a Sabbath nap, I think we've, most of us have been blessed with what that is. And certainly God knew we would need rest. He knew that our default would be to work, work, produce, produce, and we'd get caught up. But there's other types of rest that the Sabbath calls us to. And the main one that I just want to make sure that I say out loud today, because it has meant so much to me, is even more than I need rest and a Sabbath, I need a Savior. And I need that remembrance of rest in him as often as possible. So Sabbath is a gift for me to be able to remember and then rest in the fact that I have a Savior. Now listen, the gospel message says that you and I can cease from our work of trying to make ourselves right before God. And instead we find rest in Jesus and in his work. 
He works, and he said, even on the Sabbath, I'm always at work. This is John 5. Jesus said his father was working, and he would work, and his work was to heal and to save. And that is the work that he has done. And his life-saving work on the cross, his resurrection, means that you and I can rest from trying to make ourselves right from God. There have been times in my life when I, certainly when I was young and first learning about the Advent movement, when I confused Sabbath keeping and salvation. Track with me here. I confused Sabbath keeping with my salvation. I had been given so much beautiful information about how we can honor God and love Him by keeping His commands. I was given the historical information that was very grounding and important that um, man had attempted to take uh, the, the scriptures and put them aside and create their own day, and that in returning to the seventh day and the keeping of this beautiful gift of Sabbath, that there was a, a, a right relationship that I could enter into. But I began to confuse, if I kept the Sabbath, well, then that means I was in a right standing with God. And if I didn't do a very good job keeping Sabbath, well, that meant I wasn't in a very good as it turns out, this Sabbath gift is our opportunity to, with our free moral agency, choose to love God by keeping his commands. But that my salvation is at rest in the Savior who gifted me Sabbath. And I don't want those to be confused. And finally, just as we wrap up, Sabbath is your gift and my gift to remember, to reflect, to be intentional about how we spend our time. It is about uh, nature and feasting. It is, it is the, if we all could prepare and, and know a little bit about the design of this particular day in practice, what it would look like for us each week is more like Thanksgiving Day holiday. It would be. It would be where you prepare all the yummiest stuff and you pick your favorite outfit and you've got your favorite stuff going on and you feast together and you say thank you for life and you connect with family. This is our weekly invitation. It's about feasting and play and celebration and peace and resting in the knowledge that we were once slaves, but now we are set free. So relationship. This is the one uh, in preparation and prayer Todd had shared with me, Pastor Todd, that, and I totally agree, that this part makes sense. This is good news to even someone who hasn't been raised in the church. Guess what? If you love someone, and Christians are aiming to love as a reflection of their God. We're made and designed to love and be loved. So to love God and others, if you love someone, you will need to spend time with them. There's no way around that. You can't app yourself out of that. The time is where relationships are built. So in his goodness, God has commanded us in a way that is, don't hurt yourself, do what's best. He has gifted us with a day on a regular rhythm where we can have deeper relationship with him and with others. The next question included is how do you, what's your relationship with time? What's your relationship just to the message of Sabbath? Go back and think about when you first heard about it or maybe today is a first time and where are you at with that? And then what's your relationship 
like in general with God? This is a fair question for all of us to ask. We want to spend time with people and with our God when we feel free and loved and accepted. So Sabbath is a time for renewal of that relationship in the remembrance that he has set us free and that he has called us to goodness and to good news. Thank you.